Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahen and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Welcome, friends, to another edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. So we want to welcome you to the old KHEN caboose. Uh, put your feet up there, relax. We've got it's cold morning, so we've got a little we got a little uh, little fire in the the coal belly there. That the little little pot stove. If you really want to see the view, you'll climb up into the angel's seat and look out and watch the watch the watch the northern New Mexican uh, landscape pass today. And in our caboose today, we have Wally is with us. Wally is the he is the development director for the city of Trinidad. I didn't realize he had a title. And um, uh, anyway, he has come up with some wonderful, uh, wonderful ideas uh, for them. And uh, anyway, welcome. Welcome aboard. Are you comfy and ready to chat, Wally? I am comfy, ready to chat. And thank you for having me on. <laughs> okay. Well, now... Um, one of the things that you did made sort of national or regional news, and that is somehow you incorporated a show with the Amtrak Southwest chief running through Trinidad and down to Las Vegas, New Mexico. And what did, what did you call that thing? I've forgotten now. Well, I, I've actually done, I've done a few things. Um, I have not actually done anything focused in Las Vegas yet. I have done, uh, well, I guess I'll start from the beginning. I, I first, the first train-based event that I did was called the Southwest Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival. And um, that was actually when I first moved to Trinidad three years ago. Um, at that time, I realized that Trinidad sat in the very middle of the train between Chicago and Los Angeles. And um, before moving to Trinidad, I had managed a comedy production company. And so we would bring comedians from all over the country to Denver to do comedy shows, to do comedy podcasts, stuff like that. And when I decided to relocate myself to Trinidad, I thought it would be a really fun concept to bring comedians on the train from Chicago and Los Angeles to Trinidad and throw a big comedy festival. And kind of the big idea behind that was that Chicago and L.A. are both known for being such major comedy towns, with one of them being 
home of Hollywood, one of them being where Second City is from. And so that year, we actually brought 85 comedians to Trinidad, um, with 20 of them coming to Trinidad on the train from Chicago, Los Angeles, and Kansas City. Um, That's a lot of comedians. That that they must have been laughing the whole time. Yeah, and the ones who liked it were. <laughs> so, they did. They didn't, I, yeah, I know. I, well, they they probably did because, except for the man eater, you know, you know about the man eater down in. You're, you know, you, you don't know that well. He, I yeah, know. no, well, he, he held, he held up the circus train down there and the man eater did. And they said afterwards, well, well, how was it? I mean, how did it taste? He says, well, the clowns all tasted kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was, we've got, we got our engineer laughing up there. So that's the thing. About, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing about comedy. You can sneak it in just almost any old place and people will laugh even at your dumbest jokes. And so now and you now, where did you actually physically is there a theater in, in Trinidad that you can use for that many comedians or um, for that event? We actually didn't use a big theater. What we did was we used a bunch of small theaters. It was more like South by Southwest style where we kind of got all the bars and venues across town to do little shows. Mm -hmm. Um, Our biggest theater we used was at the time called the Southern Colorado Repertory Theater. Um, Now it's called Main Street Live. And that theater seats about 125 people. Um, But actually what we do have in Trinidad is the historic Fox West Theater, which um, is honest, it's almost an exact replica of Carnegie Hall, but on Main Street in downtown Trinidad. Um, But that theater has been closed for about 10 years. Um, It's, it was built in 1907 as a kind of a vaudeville theater, full performance theater. In the late 1920s, it became exclusively a movie theater. And then it ran as a movie theater, I believe until about 2010, when it was shut down. Um, about four or five years ago is purchased by the city of Trinidad and they brought Dana Crawford on board to do a restoration project of that theater. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Dana Crawford, she is the woman behind Larimer Square in Denver. That was a major project of hers in the sixties. Then last. Oh, well, and and the woman behind saving uh, Union Station. Exactly. In Denver, I, I remember going to a Colorado, good old Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers, rah rah, meeting, Colorado meeting, and her walking in saying, "The urban development people say they're going to tear down Union Station over my dead body and over the dead body of the Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers." And she said, "How many of us are there?" And we were meeting. We had, they had just Hickenlooper had just opened his beer place, and yeah. everybody said, "Well, he'll never make it." Um, with craft beer in Colorado. And he just opened that and and he said, okay, free beer forever to, to any Colorado members who want to work on this. He didn't, he didn't mean it, but, um, <laughs> but that's so interesting. So, so, so she said, well, how many of us are there? And uh, um, I forget who was the chairman of the group at that time. He said, well, it's, uh, we always say somewhat less than a hundred. <laughs> I think it was maybe 15. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but Dana Crawford, and, and she jumped in there. She saved, really pretty much saved Union Station from yep. the demolition ball. 
Isn't that amazing? Don't let me interrupt. But I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's totally true. She's an incredible lady. Um, she did Union Station, the Oxford Hotel. Um, what they did at Union Station is incredible. It's really cool. To, I remember going in there 25 years ago, and really nobody was in there. It was only a few people sleeping on the benches inside the station. And then uh, now you go in there, and it's got a hotel, multiple restaurants, a bar. Um, in fact, the hotel at Union Station is named after Dana Crawford. It's called the Crawford Hotel. Um, but she uh, became interested in Trinidad, um, came down here, and she actually owns several buildings in town that she's working on restoring, but kind of her primary project is this Fox West Theater. That is, um, we're, we're kind of branding it as the Carnegie Hall of the West, yeah. and uh, this really gorgeous theater. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to use it for any of our festivals yet because it's still under uh, renovation and still being fixed up. But she actually just got a grant about two or three weeks ago for $3.5 million to go towards that theater though. So it's on its way. And um, so, yeah, so that was the first event I did. We brought in a bunch of comedians from across the country to Trinidad. Um, It was a lot of fun, a lot of work. Um, And then after I did that event was when I uh, was encouraged by certain people in town to apply to become their economic development director and I ended up becoming that about four months after that festival. So yeah, that was the first big event we did. And then 2020 happened. So we didn't actually have any major events in 2020. Um, and then this past year, we did have another chief bicycle and comedy festival where we brought about another 80 comedians to town. But because of the pandemic, we also didn't really utilize the train that, that time. Um, but then this past fall, the most recent event that I put together was this Calexico experience spaghetti and Westerns festival. And what that was is for those of you who aren't very familiar with Trinidad, Trinidad is considered one of the most historic Western towns in the Western United States. Kind of the, I would say the big three are probably Dodge city tombstone and Deadwood, but Trinidad would easily be in the top 10, possibly even the top five. So kind of the idea was to throw this event that highlighted our Western culture, while also another fun fact about Trinidad, it had a very big Italian population. As a former coal mining town, there's a lot of Italian heritage here. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of poke fun at spaghetti Westerns and throw a spaghetti and Westerns festival. But um, kind of what was fun about that was not only did it take place in Trinidad, we utilized the fact that we had the Southwest Chief here to uh, host the event in both Trinidad and in Raton, New Mexico. So we started the event in Trinidad Friday night with a spaghetti dinner and sauce competition where we had a bunch of local restaurants create their own spaghetti sauce and had about 150 people join us at the A.R. Mitchell Museum of Western Art uh, to try all the sauces and see who made the best sauce in the region. And then the next morning, we actually rented out an entire train car on the Southwest Chief, loaded about 90 people on the train that morning, sent them over to Raton. Um, Raton actually has two incredible historic theaters that are up and running. And so we threw, uh, or we hosted several film screenings of classic and more modern Westerns. 
that people could watch during the day in Raton. And then we put them on the train again that night and sent them back to Trinidad for more events in the evening. So yeah, uh, spaghetti Western and train festival that we couldn't have done. That's amazing. Just uh, uh, had our rail group known about it. I think we would have moved heaven and earth to get down there. Uh, Somehow we missed it, but we need to be more in touch with Trinidad. Yeah. And I'm hoping we do it again next year. So we would love to have you join us. Yeah. Well, and, and it, and it's, it's very easy too. Now, um, also, it's back here in this caboose. Of course, we're sometimes a little bit out of touch with with what's happening out in the big world. Our our engineer, however, is uh, White is up there. White, what what's going on on the rails here today? How come the caboose is not moving right now? What's happening, well, Rick? I've got a little situation up here, Forrest. I thought we were cruising along really good, but it seems like someone has bound up a woman and drug her onto the tracks. Oh, no. And so I've had to bring the uh, bring this train and show to a halt, and you're just going to have to hang on. I've got a couple people that are going to help get this poor woman <laughs> unbound and off the tracks. But I would, while I've got the train stopped, I'd like to reach out to your online listeners. I know that Forrest has many listeners at khen.org. At our website, we have a donate button. We are in our fall fund drive. We need your help. It's very easy. Just go over to that button and hit donate. Become a sustaining member. Become, do a one-time donation. We accept donations of any size. Oh, it looks like the guy's got her drug back off the tracks. So They okay. got her off the tracks? Yeah. Oh. I think we'll be able to continue. This is a very interesting interview. Thank you, Wally, for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Well, that was from the head end of this. The head end. <laughs> That was from the engineer up there. We hear him going, ah, 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 ah. That's it. We're moving again. Uh, it was took that poor woman. I, I feel bad to hear she was bound up and lying on the tracks like that. And but an, an alert, an alert K H E N engineer stopped the train in time, or else we'd have well, two halves of her. And if she's in comedy at all, that would mean that, that she'd lean over and say, now you've got to wait for my second half. Okay, let's. You know, Forrest, our guest yeah. is the comedian. It's not you. Oh, sorry. Not me. sorry. So uh, continue on. Right. Continue on. Uh, are you doing any, uh, Wally, are you doing any stand-up yourself these days? I, I actually am not. Uh, I have done some comedy writing, um, but I am not a stand-up comedian. I, I produced a lot of stand-up comedy and some comedy films and some podcasts. Um, but I've always, I, I'm not really somebody that's fond of being on the stage all that much. I like to work behind the scenes more. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we've been doing a lot of comedy stuff, bringing a lot, a lot of comedy down to Trinidad. Uh, it's, it's actually really cool. It's starting to gain a little bit of a reputation as a small comedy town, um, which has been a goal of mine since I moved here. But now we're actually starting to get some kind of big comedians, comedians <clears throat> that have been featured on the Conan O'Brien show, um, that have been on Comedy Central, that are actually reaching out to us saying, hey, we hear that there's cool stuff happening in Trinidad. My next tour, can I go through there and see what everyone's talking about? 
So uh, just a few weeks ago, we had Dave Lasso here. Um, we had uh, Brad Wenzel, who he's been on Conan O'Brien a few times. Um, Steve Gillespie has been on Conan O'Brien a few times. Uh, for our first comedy festival we threw here, our headliners were Billy Wayne Davis and David Borey. Uh, David Borey is actually now the voice of Comedy Central. So in between all of the shows and commercials on Comedy Central, if you hear anyone doing any of the promo voice work for that, it's him. And then last year we brought Beth Stelling and Ben Roy for the comedy festival. And Beth Stelling just had her first HBO special this last year. So, yeah, it's been great getting a lot of these comics down to Little Trinidad and really putting it on their radar. Boy, that's for sure. Your mayor was at a meeting that I attended of, of Colorado, Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers. Um, still, still only $15 a year, by the way. We want people to give more than that to KN. But, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Phil was uh, your mayor. He was on the show. He, Phil says that he feels the Southwest chief brings in money in a lot of ways we don't think of. Uh, for instance, he pointed out people who travel for medical reasons uh, and really find that train travel is the way they can go if they're going to say Chicago or LA or any place in between. Uh, that getting on the airplane now is pretty much impossible. Uh, I don't know, but I haven't been in DIA for so long. I don't know, but I guess it's 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 nearly impossible if you've got a condition that you can't stand up for long periods and things like that. So um, he feels that's been important, and uh, he certainly has been uh, Phil Phil Rico is his name, but well, you know your mayor, goodness sake. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he he he's certainly been uh, at all those meetings talking up the, the needs to keep trains like the Southwest Chief uh, running at a time when Amtrak's management, as we all know, is not too happy with serving all the little towns in the West. They would much rather uh, serve metro areas as more like a commuter train. And I mean, you know, I can hear what they're saying. They feel like in Colorado, they could make their money by running a commuter train basically uh, from Union Station radiating out to uh, southern Wyoming, radiating out probably as far south as Trinidad, but certainly as far south as Pueblo. And I mean, I don't know if you've followed any of that movement or discussion, but I'm, I imagine you're in the development world, you probably have. And what do you think about all that uh, direction? Can can we influence it? What uh, um, I, I, obviously I've got my own biases and that, um, I would love to see the front range commuter rail stretch all the way from Wyoming through Fort Collins, Boulder, Denver, Carter Springs, Pueblo. And of course, I'd love to see it land in Trinidad. Um, I know that that's being discussed right now. Um, I think that it's going to be interesting to see what does happen, um, because, I think Pueblo would really like to be that hub station where the front range commuter rail meets with the Southwest chief um, to create a connection between the California Zephyr and the chief. Um, and Pueblo has some things going for it to make it possible for that to be the space. Uh, most specifically of all, they have a really, really beautiful train station 
that uh, is really underutilized because currently I don't believe Pueblo has any passenger rail at all. I think it's only serving freight and coal trains um, when it really does have this amazing uh, station there. Meanwhile, down here in Trinidad, we actually don't have a station anymore. We only have a Amtrak platform because they tore out the train station back when they built the interstate system. Mm. Um, so obviously I'd really like that connection to happen in Trinidad. I think it'd be really an amazing gift to this community to be able to hop on a commuter rail to get to Denver, um, and all the towns in between, but I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. I know that Pueblo has a little bit more legislative push than we do down here in our smaller community. Um, and either way, I think that we're going to benefit because I do believe it's going to create a connection from rail that will allow us to get to Denver. It's just, like I said, I really want that connection to be in Trinidad rather than in Pueblo. Well, certainly, certainly, uh, Phil, uh, Phil Rico is really arguing that point at uh, all these meetings, yep. which is, which is kind of neat. And, and, you know, we've had, um, various, uh, various staffers from uh, CDOT on this, this show. And they're, they're surprisingly pro-rail. Uh, however, they're well aware that uh, the, the politics is, how should we say? I mean, <laughs> the politics goes the other way. You, you have armies of uh, uh, lobbyists working for uh, the automobile people, quite frankly. And legislators are kind of uh, kind of over the barrel, really, if they try to too much, uh, you know, joggle the joggle the switch points a little bit there. And uh, but I thought uh, there was a gentleman from of all places, um, Walsenberg. I do remember him. Yeah, he he was kind of getting a little legislative thing going there. So. Um, and even those of us in the real hinterlands, of course, I live in Salida, Colorado, and we, but even way out here, we have a daily bus that runs to uh, Pueblo. And, uh, and it's, it's a pretty good bus. It runs on time. It, it manages to get through the snow and everything else so far. That's not out of the, out of the question that we would hop on that bus and come over to Pueblo uh, and uh, or go the other way. Maybe hop on, maybe eventually get to Trinidad. Wouldn't that be fun? And see some comedy. Yeah, I, and I actually think that is coming soon. I, I believe the train that goes from Pueblo to Salida is the Bustang. And uh, we're actually preparing for our Bustang route to open up this year. And it will actually be dropping people off at one of our old historic train depots um, that is wow. no longer connected to the train tracks. They actually took the tracks out a number of years ago and replaced it with the road. But um, that old train depot was recently purchased by an entrepreneur named Kayvon Kalatbari, who has been heavily investing in Trinidad. Um, and he just turned that old train depot into a pizzeria and brewery. And uh, they're putting a bike shop in it. And we have been working with Colorado Department of Transportation to make that the busting station to kind of revitalize that former uh, multimodal transportation center that it used to be. Um, so that's some cool stuff that's going on. Um, I actually was curious if either of you, there was recently a documentary uh, 
done on the great Pueblo flood of 1921. And uh, it was a PBS documentary. And in that, they actually talk a lot about the history of rail in Pueblo and Salida and all of that. And it really taught me a lot that I didn't know about, about how up until the 19-teens, Pueblo was really the center of train travel in Colorado. And it was really after that flood came through and wiped out most of the rail lines that there was an agreement struck in the legislature to build the Moffat Tunnel up north so that the trains no longer had to come all the way south to Pueblo to cross through the Rockies and they could just go straight from Denver to the Western Slope. And um, it really was at that point that Pueblo really lost a lot of its power as a transportation hub. And that's, that's why I think it's a really interesting conversation what's happening right now about the front range commuter rail and possibly reactivating that Pueblo Union Station uh, because it went from, I think in the 19, in 1920, I think they had over 5,000 jobs created by that train station. And now they're down to less than 200 jobs created by that train station. So having that industry down there would definitely bring a lot of economic development to the region. This is one of the most interesting conversations we've had in the, the Cahen caboose in, in a while, it seems to me, about what, how trains can help help things along. And, uh, you know, we, we, need, we do need to say that Wally Wallace, who is our guest today, is the director of what the direct, say your title again. It's um, I for the city of Trinidad. I am their economic development director. Okay, that's and good. Then, and then in addition to that, I do some fun events. And for each of those, I'm just the festival director. So that's for the Calexico experience and for the Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival. Yeah. And the Chief Bicycle and Comedy Festival, that was just amazing. You had 85 comedians from, from all across the country in, in, in Trinidad doing, a lot of them doing stand-up comedy in uh, in, in little theaters, little venues all yeah, around I, town. I kind of wow. joke that for that one weekend every May, 1% of Trinidad's population is professional comedians. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> wonderful when you think about it. We keep them laughing. And, well, we need, well, we need to wrap up this segment. And um, we need to, we always like to lean out the caboose window here or sit on the back porch and give a great big highball when we when we end the segment, but come back for the second segment uh, next week when we talk with more with Wally about economic development and trains and the Southwest Chief, and I hope we get into things that our uh, rail group should do when we're spending the night down there uh, on December the uh, uh, I believe it's December the second, first Thursday in oh we another engineer is he's got his uh oh he's got his he's got his hand up now. All right. Breathe in, breathe out. At the count of three, we'll give a great big highball like we used to in my railroad days. One, two, three. Highball! 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 Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service.
servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.